from Wish TV and the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is the News 8 Daily 8 Podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 update. Hi, this is Kylie Conway, and this is your Daily 8 for Thursday, March 9th. We're going to start with a dry note, some sunshine too, a little bit of clouds, and then winds are going to be slightly breezy throughout the day. By this afternoon, we could have the return of some showers. More widespread into this evening with some mixed precipitation, maybe even a little snow, mainly north, uh, the northern third of the state for tonight. Before that, highs are going to be a little bit warmer than yesterday with highs in the upper 40s to low 50s. We did have breaking news we were following on Daybreak on Wish TV this morning. Indianapolis police say someone was critically wounded in a shooting in Castleton. Police tell us that officers found the victim on 82nd Street just west of I-69 at the strip malls. We don't know anything about the victim really and uh, no word on the suspect right now, but certainly something we're following and we will have the latest on wishtv.com. The CEO of Norfolk Southern is scheduled to testify and apologize before a Senate committee today. Congressional hearings will focus on last month's train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Senators have promised strong inquiry into the response to the crash and overall railway safety. There is also a bipartisan effort to consider a new railway safety rule. The company's CEO has committed $20 million to the response and upgrades. And some people in Russellville, Indiana, say they are now confident in the Heritage Environmental Landfill's ability to handle the toxic waste from that derailment. It comes after Governor Holcomb ordered third-party testing of the contaminated soil. In a statement, the governor says the testing found that dioxin levels are low enough for it to safely come to Indiana. It was done by Pace Labs in Minneapolis. Governor Holcomb says any future loads of soil will also undergo the testing. Mike Epps speaks. The comedian, actor, and Indianapolis native is talking about the discovery of a gun in his backpack at Indianapolis International Airport. This happened on Sunday. Epps is commenting through a new Instagram post. In it, he says he's had a long night after a show here and forgot the gun was in his bag. So I just want to make sure I make it clear I ain't out here doing nothing wrong, but I keep a gun on me because I got to protect myself. Sometimes I ain't with my security. So just want to let y'all know that I'm on some, still on some positive uh, vibes and sorry that it happened. And, you know, all I can tell you is the world is crazy. Stay strapped. Airport police seized the gun but did not arrest Epps. The Marion County Prosecutor's Office will decide if Epps will face any charges. Gunfire in front of a popular Greenwood restaurant leaves one man wounded. It happened just before 930 last night in the parking lot of Ale Emporium in a strip mall at Emerson and County Line Road. Police say an argument led to the gunfire and that witnesses say the shooter left before officers got there. Police haven't said how badly the victim is hurt or if they know who the shooter was. A bill moving through the state house aims to keep better track of people who wear ankle monitors. Many agencies in the state use them. The Department of Correction, for instance, says it currently tracks 445 people through the ankle bracelets. State Senator Kyle Walker says too frequently signal problems lead to tracking problems. He's promoting a bill that would let the state's court system develop minimum technology requirements for the monitors and make other changes aimed at keeping communities safer while also helping those who must wear the monitors. The bill passed the Senate last month. A House committee unanimously approved it yesterday. It now heads to the full House. A 25-year-old man is in custody, accused in the shooting death of a man outside Lucas Oil Stadium. Elijah Hayes now faces a possible murder charge. 
According to police, he shot and killed Donnie Sanders on the sidewalk near South and Missouri Streets Monday night. They say he then ran to the convention center before running back out and getting away. The Marion County Prosecutor's Office will make the final charging decision. People living along Rockville Road in western Marion County are frustrated with NDOT's plan to widen the road. NDOT held a public meeting on the modern Rockville project last night. The plan is to add lanes to Rockville Road in both directions, from Raceway Road to 465. NDOT says the purpose is to increase safety, improve traffic flow, and replace deteriorating infrastructure. Neighbors say it will only create problems. NDOT says it plans to begin construction in 2025. And today, spring break travel begins, and the Indianapolis airport wants you to plan ahead. Airport officials say crowds will exceed pre-pandemic levels of 2019 and say with the traffic coupled with TSA security technology, upgrades, and garage construction, there could be delays. Officials say to arrive at least two hours early, especially if your flight is between 4 and 7 a.m. The airport is bracing to process nearly 70,000 passengers over the weekend, with tomorrow expected to be the busiest day. Purdue and IU are in Chicago this morning, ahead of their first games at the Big Ten Men's Tournament. Both schools documented their departures on social media. The Boilermakers are the top seed, are looking to secure the same for the NCAA Tournament. The team secured a double bye into tomorrow. They'll play the winner of today's match between Rutgers and Michigan. The Hoosiers will get either Minnesota or Maryland tomorrow, also securing a double bye as the three seed. Indiana is almost certain to get an NCAA berth though their finish in the tournament could affect seeding. Both IU and Purdue will have to win the next two games to meet in the Big Ten Championship on Sunday. And to the Pacers, the organization is remembering the life of the late David Benner. A memorial service was held yesterday to honor the team's longtime director of media relations, Governor Eric Holcomb, former Pacer Reggie Miller, and Coach Rick Carlisle were among those in attendance for the memorial. Benner died last week at 67 years old. Those who knew him say they will miss him. As we look back at the life of David Benner, um, extraordinarily humble, um, extraordinarily unspectacular the way he presented himself to us on a day-to-day basis, but an extraordinary life in terms of the impact. This is obvious evidence of it. Um, and we will miss him. Might not have been 18 years like I got with him, but I guarantee you everyone that's in this room and abroad has had a moment with David Benner and the Benner family and with Jane, Bill, Sue, and Larry that they can all revert back to. A journalism scholarship in Benner's name was announced yesterday. Benner was also posthumously named the NBA's 2023 Splayer of McHugh Award winner. According to the league, it's given to a current or former member of the league's PR family who's demonstrated an outstanding level of performance and service during their NBA career. And the Pacers will return to action, looking to make a late-season playoff push with just 16 games to go. Indiana plays host to the Houston Rockets tonight. The Pacers are coming off a close 147-143 to loss at home to the 76ers on Monday. Tonight's game tips off from Gamebridge Fieldhouse at 7. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And happening today, Mexican officials say the bodies of two Americans killed during a kidnapping in Mexico are set to be brought back to the United States. They've been identified as Shahid Woodard and Zindel Brown. According to a CNN report, a Mexican medical examiner completed a forensic exam yesterday and U.S. officials will conduct a second autopsy once the remains are returned. The four Americans were traveling in a group to Mexico for a medical procedure when a drug cartel shot at and kidnapped them. Woodard, Brown, and a Mexican woman were killed. Two more Americans were hurt. I don't even know what to think, to know that this, this thing should have never happened and that it took three years for anybody else to say that it shouldn't have. The mother of Breonna Taylor says she is still upset after a new report from the Justice Department says Louisville police engaged in discrimination and a pattern of violating constitutional rights. The investigation was prompted by the deadly police shooting of Taylor in 2020. The report finds the police department discriminates against black people, uses excessive force, and conducts searches based on invalid warrants. It also says the department violates free speech rights of people who criticize police, as in the protests that followed Taylor's death. The Justice Department also says officers have insulted people with disabilities and called black people offensive names. The president of the city's NAACP chapter is calling for change following the report's release. For the entire community, this report should be embraced, studied, make sure we all understand it, and try to make Louisville a better place. Officers shot Breonna Taylor to death as they served a no-knock warrant. The warrant is now part of a separate federal investigation. One former officer has already pleaded guilty to helping falsify information on the warrant. Two more officers face charges connected to the warrant. One officer is charged for the gunfire. The Justice Department is also planning a review of the police department in Memphis, Tennessee, prompted by the deadly beating of Tyree Nichols. The investigation looks into police policies on use of force, de-escalation, and specialized units. According to the Justice Department, a separate investigation will examine the use of specialized units nationwide and create a guide for police chiefs and mayors. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is criticizing House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for giving January 6th Capitol security video to Fox News. Tucker Carlson used some of the video on his show Monday and described the events of that day mostly peaceful chaos. Schumer says that's a bold-faced lie. Fox News lied to the country about the 2020 elections, and in doing so, eroded the public's trust. While the speaker can't undo his decision to share security footage with Fox News, he should, den he should denounce them for the way 
that Fox News manipulated that footage to rewrite the history of January 6th. Some leading Republicans have criticized Carlson's take, too. McCarthy says he has no regrets about his decision to release the video. The Federal Aviation Administration says it plans to examine recent issues at a safety conference next week. It comes after several close calls at airports across the country. The acting head of the agency testified before the Senate Commerce Committee yesterday for the second time this month. Billy Nolan says the FAA does not take safety for granted and is looking for opportunities to improve. Nolan says the FAA will also use every tool it has to address unruly passengers like the one accused of trying to stab a flight attendant this week. Today, President Biden plans to unveil his new budget in Philadelphia. According to the White House, the proposal aims to cut deficits by nearly $3 trillion over the next decade. That goal is significantly higher than the $2 trillion that Biden promised in his State of the Union address last month. It's also a sharp contrast with House Republicans. The budget is unlikely to become law as is because presidential budgets rarely pass through Congress untouched. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is in the hospital. A spokesperson for McConnell says the Kentucky Republican tripped during a private dinner in Washington. His office is not yet saying how badly McConnell is hurt. He did break his shoulder in a similar fall at home in 2019. He's 81 and is the third senator in recent weeks to be hospitalized. Diane Feinstein and John Fetterman have been as well. And to business headlines, Eli Lilly's drug fails to prevent Alzheimer's in a study. The drug was no better than a placebo at averting the condition. The failure was expected by some in the Alzheimer's field after the drug failed in previous studies. Two journalists will testify before a House committee today about how Twitter information was given to them and how they reported on it. Matt Taby and Michael Schellenberger will talk about what they learned about the relationship between big tech and government. Twitter will be a major target as House Republicans seek to demonstrate the ways intelligence agencies improperly directed social media coverage of political events. American Airlines pilots could see a 40 percent increase in pay in the fourth year of a contract. Reuters reported that American Airlines CEO Robert Isom told pilots that matching Delta's new offerings will result in a contract worth more than $7 billion for them through increased pay rates and profit sharing. Delta recently gave pilots a big pay raise. T-Mobile confirms its free MLB TV offer will return this year and the MLB app updated for 2023 season. The service only covers live out-of-market games, but you can watch all of the games on demand. Juice Company, Sunny Delight, announced this week it's introducing an alcoholic version of its orange-flavored beverage. Sunny D Vodka Seltzer and roll, is rolling it out nationwide at select Walmart stores beginning March 11th. This has been your News 8 Daily 8 for Wish TV. I'm Kylie Conway, online at wishtv.com, and follow us on Facebook when you search Wish TV. This is the News 8 Daily 8 podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 update on demand. For even more, on demand and on the go, connect with Wish TV on Facebook at wishtv.com and on the free Wish TV mobile app. Thank you for listening, and be sure to like, subscribe, and follow this podcast for updates every weekday morning on the All Indiana Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts.